So why do you think that surgery is so prevalent in this generation? Is, is it a problem? Is it okay if you want surgery? What are your thoughts on that? I'm not a person that, you know, when someone comes to me and says, you know, I want to get my boobs done or I want my nose done. I'm not a therapist that shames them or judge them. I don't think that is effective or helpful. I think it's important to evaluate where this desire is coming from. I also am evaluating, is this body dysmorphia disorder? Meaning that it's a specific feature on a person's body that in their mind appears differently than in reality. And so it can cause a lot of preoccupation of thoughts, um, social withdrawal, mental health disturbances like anxiety and depression. And I've worked closely with several cosmetic surgeons in where I am in Scottsdale. And we've had lengthy discussions about body image because the ones that I've met with really do care about their patients. And in their mind, they're thinking they're helping the patient to feel better about themselves. They're really not thinking of themselves as a villain per se, or Mm -hmm. a part of the problem. There's no question that it's a billion dollar industry and and definitely social media and celebrities plays a critical influence in the desire to want cosmetic surgery. The research that I found when I did my dissertation was it evaluated if a person actually feels better in the long run about their body image post cosmetic surgery. And to be honest with you, I thought the answer was going to be a clear yes. <laughs> I, was, mm-hmm. I had all my all my research to support why cosmetic surgery improves a person's body image and you know, I was ready to go down that route and then what I found in my sample of over 500 participants was actually no it didn't. In the long run, their their body image remained the same, if not worse, because they felt it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, for instance, I worked with uh, a client right now who recently had a rhinoplasty and it took her months and it's still taking her time to like her new nose, even though she hated her previous nose. She really struggles with liking her new nose because she still is uh, dissatisfied with the way it looks. She still feels it should, it should be like this or should have been like that, or it doesn't look like the image that I brought to him, meaning her cosmetic surgeon. So to say that it improves a person's body image, there's so much still out there to be really uh, investigated and looked at. And I think it's a personal choice. I've had friends who've had a cosmetic surgery and it's really improved their life and their confidence. Um, I've had many clients that have had um, breast implant illness that had had their breast implants extracted because of the medical and psychological diseases and illnesses that they were experiencing. And that's been really traumatic for them. And then I've had people who've had cosmetic surgery who are scarred and left traumatized from the botch of the cosmetic surgery. So I've seen it all. So it's really hard for me to say if it's a yes or a no for me, because that's not really my position. My position is to meet the client where they are at and explore what this is really about for them. Because in my work, I explore the relationship that a person has with their body. I don't necessarily only explore the behaviors. I'm looking at the thoughts. I'm looking at the attitudes, the belief system, the feelings, the emotions, the experiences in that lived body that they have. 
And also I call it, you know, when I'm meeting with someone for the first time, I ask them, you know, what's your relationship with food? It's not, what are you eating today? Or what didn't you eat today? I don't come from a registered dietitian lens. I come from a clinical lens. So I'm always looking at and investigating the, a relationship versus just the behaviors. And so when you mention relationship with food, what do you look for in terms of what's a healthy relationship with food versus something that's maybe unhealthy or where changes need to be made? That's a great question. So off too often, so much disordered eating is normalized. So disordered eating could be, I only eat at certain times of the day. I don't eat past 5 p.m. I don't eat until 12 or lunchtime, 12 p.m. Um, I don't allow myself to have certain groups of foods, not have anything to do related to allergies or something like that. Like if you have lactose intolerance, I'm not saying, you know, you shouldn't eat dairy. So there's these pseudo rules that people will follow. And that is disordered eating. We normalize that. And and then there's this, you know, whole preoccupation with wellness and health and mm-hmm. eating very clean and organic and only certain types of foods will I allow myself. And it's this pedestalization of morality that I'm a better person because I'm eating so clean. And that is one of the symptoms and criteria of what's called orthorexia, um, which is not in the DSM at this point in time, but eventually it will be. And mm-hmm. uh, we see that a lot in you know the fitness world where you know it's, it's clean eating and it's only certain things and it's really obsessive and preoccupying the person's life. <laughs> 